Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, and I am your host, Joey Harris. Follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And folks, welcome to 2023, our first show of the year. I hope your holiday season was great, and I hope that your new year is starting off great too. I wanted to take a moment right here at the beginning of the show to talk about the state of the podcast, the Cup Joe Wrestling Show. I love this show. We are entering and getting close to our third birthday, our third anniversary of the show, and the start of our fourth year of podcasting. Four years. I never thought I would go this far, but enjoying it. I had a rough 2022. Good creatively, rough personally and physically and just changing things and got ahead of myself from where I thought I was going to be, but adjusted on the fly. As you know, longtime listeners of the show know that we are in the middle of Project 45, which was originally supposed to be 45 weeks leading up to my 45th birthday, which is in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, life happened. I moved, got a new job, had some personal issues and made it a point not to miss a show, not to miss a week having a show put out and just very blessed and thankful that that was that happened. But my original formatting and going into 2022 was that I would be able to put out extra episodes, finishing up 1991, our look at that, doing some extra shows such as the 1987 Saturday Night's Main Event and WrestleMania 3 and the annual that we put out every summer, as well as our annual Starcade episodes and realizing real quick that that didn't happen. Nobody's fault. There's no punishment for it, but there were weeks I'm like, look, I've got to go with this. I can't go with an extra show. So what does that mean going forward? That Project 45, we will continue and we will finish it, but it'll be a few weeks after I actually turn 45. And then from there, we we will go back into and do a deep dive and launch into the year 1992 as well as doing a dive into 2016 from Extreme Rules on into WWE, taking a look at more of ECW from 1994, as well as some really big things coming up. I've already planned this year's annual out and in the next year of shows, really, as well as some big things coming up in the middle of the year that I will talk about as it gets closer. Very big things happening for the show as we look to every year. This is the little podcast that could. Started out, I was great 
I mean, I was just overjoyed. I started this in January of 2020 before the world went crazy, you know. And by the end of 2020, January, or January 2020, rather, I had 28 total downloads. I was probably a fifth of that, (laughs) to be honest with you. But I was happy with that. Somebody was actually listening and just continued to put out shows. And like I said, it took me a few months. I finally reached a thousand. And then I shot for five thousand and then our first ten thousand and then double that and then double that. And looking this morning as I record this, we're at fifty five and a half thousand downloads again. There are podcasts who get that every single day or in a week. That's not us. Not yet. We're coming for you, though. This is a little podcast that could. And great things coming up in 2023. So I just thank you so much for your support. I'm not going anywhere, but not where I want to be, but where I need to be right now. Today, Project 45 lands in the year 2007. As we look at the New Year's Day 2007 edition of Monday Night Raw from the WWE. WWE Monday Night Raw was shown on the USA Network on January the 1st, 2007 from the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. There were 15,169 in attendance. We started out with our WWE intro and then a flashback to Kevin Federline on Raw and attacking John Cena and challenging John Cena. We then get our Raw intro. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler welcome us to Raw. JR has mentioned that he asked for the night off in order to go see Oklahoma play Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl, only for Vince McMahon to tell him that it had to be all hands on deck for the important matchup of John Cena versus Kevin Federline. John Cena's music hits and he comes out to a big ovation. Kevin Federline gets booed heavily when he is introduced. When he comes out, though, not much reaction. He gets up on the stage and says, hey, Cena. I've got some news. He says he's been talking to Coachman, and there's been a little change in their match. He says he doesn't want anything to stop him from beating Cena's ass. So tonight, it's going to be no DQ. He then brings out his trainer and friend, Johnny Nitro. They come to the ring. No disqualification match. John Cena versus Kevin Federline with Johnny Nitro. Federline and Cena face-to-face in the ring. A Cena chant goes out. Federline goes over to his corner and warms up, throwing punches to Nitro's hands. Federline puts in a mouthpiece as a We Want Britney chant goes out, referring to Mr. Federline's other half at the time. Federline putting on padded gloves. Cena getting upset as the crowd starts to chant K-Fed sucks. Federline then takes his robe off and puts headgear on, and they are really milking this thing for all it's worth. The bell finally rings and they circle each other. Cena bends over and tells Federline to take a free shot at his head. Federline puts Cena in a side headlock. Cena picks Federline up and throws him off. Nitro gets up on the apron and says time out, so he and Federline confer. Federline then throws the gloves away as the Cena chants go out again. Nitro slides a chair into the ring. Federline says something to referee Mike Kyoto, who then talks to Cena who motions to go ahead, so Kyoto sets the chair up in the middle of the ring. Cena sits in the chair and Federline does the master lock challenge on Cena. He gets him in the master lock, or the full Nelson, I guess, since it isn't Chris Masters doing it. Cena easily breaks the hold and pushes Federline away. Federline then takes the headgear off and takes out his mouthpiece. Nitro tries to pump him up in the corner. Federline comes to the center of the ring and asks for a test of strength. Cena grabs one arm, and then Federline takes the other arm and forces Cena down and gets a cross-arm breaker on Cena. Cena then gets up with Federline still on his arm. 
He then sets Federline on a corner turnbuckle. Nitro comes in and Cena clotheslines him and tosses Nitro out of the ring. Federline takes advantage and comes up behind Cena and hits him with a low blow. Cena then gets up and gets Federline up on his shoulders for the FU, but Umaga comes in and attacks Cena. Armando Alejandro Estrada grabs the WWE Championship and hands it to Umaga. Umaga hits Cena with the WWE Championship. Estrada then yells, see you on Sunday, Cena. Federline then covers Cena nonchalantly to get the pin. Federline and Nitro celebrate as they leave, and the crowd boos them. When they return from commercial break, JR and Lawler recap what just happened. Federline is shown in the back with Nitro and a group celebrating his victory. They go into his dressing room. Maria comes over and knocks on the door to try to get an interview. Melina comes up to her to ask her what she is doing, and they start arguing. Melina then challenges Maria to a match and then slaps Maria before walking away. JR and Lawler talk about Rated RKO attacking DX a couple of weeks ago, and then DX is shown in the back. They go back to Kevin Federline's dressing room and everyone is celebrating when the coach comes in and says he can't believe it. Kevin Federline defeated John Cena. He just can't believe it. Coach then addresses Johnny Nitro and Molina by saying Cena has made a habit out of humiliating all of them in the last year. He says, well, this year is time for payback. He says, you see, John Cena's night is not even close to being through. He says, you see, we need a main event, don't we? So tonight, what he has decided is going to be John Cena versus Umaga, plus his partners Armando Estrada, The Coach, and Johnny Nitro in a four-on-one handicap match. He said Kevin Federline started all of this, and they're going to finish it. You see, John Cena's in for a very happy new year. Shaq and some members of the Miami Heat are shown in the crowd. Crime Time Shad and JTG and the Highlanders Robbie and Rory versus Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch and Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Cade and Robbie start. They lock up and drive to a corner. Kate drives the knees into Robbie's midsection. Kate then with a forearm to the back to drive Robbie to his knees. Kate with a corner whip and Robbie hits him with a back elbow when he charges him. Robbie with a crossbody to Kate from the second rope for a one count. Robbie with a wrist lock and JTG tagged in. He comes in and tells Kate to come on and Kate responds with a kick to the midsection and a forearm to knock JTG down. Kate runs the ropes and JTG hits him with a nice drop toe hold. JTG with an armbar, K with a forearm to break the hold, and Haas and Roy arguing in a neutral corner, and the referee is over trying to get them back to their respective corners. JTG with a forearm to Cade and runs the ropes, but gets tripped by Murdoch when he gets to the ropes. Cade takes advantage by dropping an elbow on JTG. Haas tagged in and corner whips JTG into the turnbuckle, and he falls to the mat. Haas with a double arm suplex, and he gets a two count. Haas with a front face lock and tags Benjamin in. Haas then runs JTG into a Benjamin knee. Haas then clotheslines JTG before he gets out of the ring. As Benjamin goes by, Murdoch slaps Benjamin's back to tag in and Benjamin gets mad and asks Murdoch what he thinks he's doing. Murdoch comes in and scoop slams JTG. Cade then tagged in. He grabs Murdoch as if to atomic drop him, but instead slams Murdoch's leg down on JTG. Cade goes up to the second rope and comes off with an elbow drop, but JTG moves. Shad and Murdoch both tagged in. Shad clotheslines both Murdoch and Cade. A big boot to Cade knocks him out of the ring. Shad with a back suplex to Murdoch, which gets a two count. But Benjamin and Haas come in to break up the pin attempt. The Highlanders come in and start going at it with the world's greatest tag team. Robbie spears Haas to the outside and Cade clotheslines Robbie out after Haas. Rory backdrops Benjamin to the outside. 
Cade then rushes Rory to dump him to the outside, but Rory grabs the top rope and drops down and Cade spills to the outside. Murdoch then hits Rory from behind to knock him out. Shad blocks a shot from Murdoch and hits him with a jawbreaker. Murdoch staggers back and JTG hits him with a reverse hot shot to allow Shad to pin Murdoch. WrestleMania recall moment of Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. Jeff Hardy vs. Rob Conway Hardy is the Intercontinental Champion here, but Lillian Garcia doesn't say it's a title match. Hardy out first. Conway then comes out to the stage with a mic and says this is a brand new year and Rob Conway is tired of being everyone's whipping boy. So he made himself a New Year's resolution. From now on, he's going to be a winner. So what that means is if he can't beat Jeff Hardy tonight, he will quit Monday Night Raw. He then comes down to the ring and gets in. The bell rings. They go to lock up and Conway with a boot and a forearm to knock Hardy down. Then a series of forearms as a Hardy chant goes out. Conway with a corner whip and then charges Hardy who lifts up and rolls Conway up to pin him. That was quick. Hardy celebrates. Conway complains to referee Mike Kyoto that it was just a two count. Vince McMahon's music hits and he comes out. He gets in the ring with a mic and Conway shakes his hand. McMahon says it's that time of the year where people make New Year's resolutions, but by the end of the year, 99.9% of them will have broken their New Year's resolutions. He then tells Conway it took him around a minute to break his New Year's resolution. McMahon then says he has a couple of resolutions himself and everybody knows that he doesn't break his. He says he will share a couple of them. He's going to stop being so damned nice. He's going to stop letting people take advantage of him, such as his good friend and fellow billionaire Donald Trump. He says Donald actually has his trouble and has his hands full as of late as they show an unflattering picture of Rosie O'Donnell on the screen as this was the time of the Rosie Donald feud, which America really needed like I need a bump in the head. McMahon doesn't help matters by saying it's Yokozuna. He then corrects himself to say it's Rosie O'Donnell. McMahon then says that Donald Trump is credited many times with a certain phrase that he uses on his hit show, The Apprentice. Everybody knows that Donald did not originate that phrase. That phrase originated right here on Monday Night Raw. He then says to Rob Conway, I'm not going to allow you to quit Monday Night Raw. He says, Rob Conway, you're fired. And Conway looks mortified. McMahon then leaves. Todd Grisham interviews Kenny Dykstra. Grisham says Ric Flair tried to extend his hand and shake Dykstra's hand. And Dykstra says that Flair is trying to save face. He beat Ric Flair. And now Flair wants to turn it around and make the story be about how much of a classy guy Ric Flair is. Dykstra says, well, that's not what the story is about. The story is about Kenny Dykstra. He's not even 21 years old. He's the future of Raw. He asks Grisham if he has heard that death comes in threes. And Grisham says, yeah, well, he's going to show you how death comes in fours. James Brown, President Ford, Saddam Hussein, and now Ric Flair's career. Dykstra then leaves. JR and Lawler talk about Ric Flair being decimated by Team Rated RKO and then Rated RKO decimating DX two weeks ago. DX is then shown walking down a hallway. After a commercial break, DX comes out to a tremendous ovation. They get in the ring and Triple H says, Speak to me, Miami. Are you ready? The crowd cheers wildly. He says then for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home, and Shawn Michaels grabs the mic and says, I cannot do this. I can't come out here and pretend what I just saw didn't happen. Randy Orton and Edge for the last five years, Triple H or myself individually or collectively have faced everybody in this company have put in front of us. Good, bad, talented, no talent. The ones he likes best are the futures of the WWE or the stars of tomorrow. 
His favorite of all time is the greatest in-ring performer of his generation. He is still waiting to face that guy. You want to know what all those guys have in common? Either they're no longer here or they're jerking the curtain someplace. While Triple H and the Heartbreak Kid, D-Generation X, stand the test of time right here in the WWE. And then, finally, he doesn't know whether to be ecstatic or thrilled. But finally, a couple of guys come along who at least appear to have a set. Randy Orton and Edge, several weeks ago, you jump Ric Flair from behind. You drag his nearly lifeless, bloody body out here in front of the world, and you nearly beat him within an inch of his life. And that newfound set of huevos that you seem to grow even bigger, and then you do the unthinkable. You manage to drop Degeneration X. You take the heartbreak kid, double RKO on a chair, split his head open, and then you take the game. You lay him out on that announce table, you give him a double concerto, and you split him from ear to ear, doing something to us that nobody's ever done, and that set grows bigger and bigger. Randy Orton and Edge, this Sunday, New Year's Revolution, you're going to find out there's a big difference in having a set and knowing what to do with them. Because this Sunday, DX is going to take yours and kick them down your throat. Triple H takes the mic and says he's disappointed tonight because he thought that they were going to fly all the way down here from Miami on New Year's Day and get themselves one hell of a fight. But the two girls, Edge and Orton, didn't show up. He shrugs his shoulders and says it happens. Double yeast infection is what he heard. Yikes, that is uncomfortable right there and didn't age well. But Triple H knows that they're going to be there Sunday for the pay-per-view because they think they've got DX right where they want them. They think they've got DX in the palm of their hand. Do you know what happened to the last guy who thought he had them in the palm of his hand? They beat him bloody and then shoved him up Big Show's ass. Talking about Vince McMahon. He says, you see, Edge and Orton can't figure out that they're different. They're not like your regular group of guys. They've got different size. They're kind of like Frosted Mini Wheats. They've got two different sides. You've got the Frosted side where you get the sugary goodness. Michael says that he likes the sugary side. Triple H says everybody likes the sugary side, Sean. Boy, that's hard to say. Sugary side, Sean. Tongue twister time, folks. It's sweet. It makes you laugh. It entertains you. You have a good time. That's the sugary side. But then there's the other side. There's the side that Edge and Orton are going to get. There's the side where the two most ruthless bastards to ever set foot inside this ring live. Edge, Orton, welcome to the other side. We're going to beat your ass on Sunday. We're going to tear flesh. We're going to break bones. We're going to make you bleed. And we're going to leave you lying in a broken, twisted, bloody heap in the middle of this ring because we are the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the game, Triple H. We are D-Generation X, and if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you, and the crowd says, suck it. Melina versus Maria. Maria comes out holding her face from the slap and wants to start before the bell rings. Before they start, Victoria comes to the ring and sits down at the announce desk as the bell rings and the match gets started. They attack each other and roll around on the mat. They go back and forth and Melina gets a front face lock on. Maria reverses and runs Melina face first into the mat. Victoria says she has done everything for this company and keeps getting screwed over by the other divas, so she has a blank space on her list for another name. Melina with a forearm and a kick to Maria. Melina ties Maria's hair up in the ropes and then attacks her again. Melina then rushes Maria, who gets her boot up at the last second to knock Melina down. Maria then runs Melina throat first into the ropes. Maria attacks Melina with kicks and slaps and then Irish whips Melina. She goes to drop kick Melina, 
who holds on to the ropes, and Maria falls to the mat. Melina with a roll-up for a two-count. Melina then rolls Maria up again and gets the pin. Victoria then gets up in the ring. Melina leaves the ring, and Victoria suddenly gets out of the ring and attacks Lillian Garcia. She throws Lillian into the ring. She goes to put Lillian up in the widow's peak, but gets attacked by Mickey James. James with an Irish whip to Victoria, who bails out of the ring. Victoria says she will see James at New Year's Revolution. Recap of the tribute to the troops from the week before. Ric Flair and Carlito with Tori Wilson versus Chris Masters and Kenny Dykstra. Carlita and Dykstra start, and Dykstra with a kick to the stomach. Dykstra attacking Carlito with right hands. Dykstra with an Irish whip, and Carlito ducks a clothesline attempt and hits Dykstra with a hurricane rana. He then stomps on Dykstra and starts to go after Masters in the corner. He turns back to Dykstra, who then kicks Carlito and slams the back of Carlito's head down to the mat. Masters tagged in. He goes to drop an elbow on Carlito, but Carlito moves. Flair tagged in. He chop blocks Masters in the knee and then chops Masters several times. He then gets Masters in a figure four. Flair gets a two count until Dykstra comes in to break up the hold. When they come back from commercial break, Masters has Carlito in a backbreaker. They show Masters tripping Carlito for his team to gain the advantage during the break. Carlito and Dykstra going back and forth in the middle of the ring. Dykstra with a front face lock and Masters tag back in and hits Carlito with a double axe handle from the second rope. He then gets Carlito down and drags him back to the corner and Dykstra tag back in. Dykstra makes the cover and Carlito kicks out. Dykstra with a rear chin lock. Wilson on the outside cheering Carlito on, trying to get him to come back. Carlito makes it back to his feet, breaks the hold, and chops Dykstra. Carlito runs the ropes, but Dykstra hits him with a stiff-looking back elbow. Dykstra gets a two-count. Dykstra then drags Carlito over and Masters tagged in. He drops an elbow on Carlito. Masters then drops down on Carlito's back. Masters drives Carlito into the heel's corner and hits him with several right hands while Dykstra holds Carlito's trunks behind the referee's back. The referee gets Masters away. Flair tries to come in, but the referee holds him back. Carlito punching Dykstra down to get out of the corner and starts brawling with Masters. Masters pushes Carlito back into the corner where Dykstra guillotines Carlito on the top rope. Masters then hits a double underhook suplex. He gets the two count. Masters then gets a headlock on Carlito. Carlito gets back to his feet and hits Masters with some elbows to the stomach to break the hold. Carlito again runs the ropes, but Masters catches him and military presses Carlito. He gets another two count. Carlito up, and Masters hits him with a forearm, and Irish whips him, and Carlito comes back with a springboard back elbow. Both men down on a double count going. Dykstra comes in and runs across the ring to knock Flair off the apron. Dykstra then goes out after Flair and runs him into the ring steps. Back in the ring, Masters hits Carlito with a hard clothesline. Master then signals for the master lock. He gets the move on Carlito. The crowd and Wilson cheering on Carlito to break the hold. Carlito appears to be fading. Flair comes in and clips Master's leg so that he falls down and frees Carlito. And the crowd loves the dirtiest player in the game. Dykstra tagged in. Corner whip to Carlito, who moves out of the way of a Dykstra splash attempt. And Dykstra hits the corner pose. Flair tagged in. He comes in and chops Dykstra down. He then gets Dykstra in the corner and hits him with left and right hands. He then chops Dykstra down to the ground and the crowd absolutely loves it. Dykstra up and Flair Irish whips and chops him down again and JR says it is shades of Wahoo McDaniel. Masters tries to come in and Flair chops him down for his troubles. Flair chops Dykstra down and goes to put him in the figure four, but Masters comes in and clotheslines Flair down. That brings Carlito into the ring and he clotheslines Masters to the outside of the ring. Carlito and Masters start to fight up the ramp. 
Dykstra goes to put Flair in the figure four, but Flair kicks Dykstra off. Flair comes out after Dykstra, who gets Flair down and pins Flair using the ropes for leverage. Dykstra gets out of the ring, lifts his arm in celebration, and then leaves. Flair grabs the microphone and gets back in the ring. Flair says it's not over yet, kid. If he wants Flair's respect and you want the respect of the audience, then he needs to get out there and keep this going. Edge and Randy Orton appear out of the crowd. Edge distracts Flair while Orton comes up behind Flair's and hits an RKO on Flair. They then go outside and grab some chairs. They slide back into the ring with the chairs and put Flair's head on one of the chairs to do a horrible looking concerto to Flair. They then get out of the ring and leave through the crowd as they chant, You suck, to rated RKO. They replay what happened to Flair after the commercial break. JR and Lawler talk about what happened and run down the card for New Year's Revolution. K-Fed comes back out with his arms up. He gets into the ring and grabs a mic. He says he doesn't like to say he told you so, but two weeks ago, he told everyone that the real Kevin Federline never backs down from a challenge, overcomes every obstacle, and takes pride in shocking the world. When he beat John Cena, the crowd boos. He said he had such a good time earlier, he's going to take a seat at ringside and watch Cena get his ass beat again. He then says, Cena, I can see you, but you can't see me. K-Fed then joins commentary. Four-on-one handicap match. Jonathan Coachman, Johnny Nitro, Armando Estrada, and Umaga versus John Cena. Cena comes out last and gets a great reaction. Cena runs to the ring and he and Umaga exchange right hands in the middle of the ring. Coach tries to attack Cena from the apron, so Cena takes a shot at his other three opponents who all get down off the apron. Umaga tries to rush Cena in the corner, but Cena moves and hits Umaga with a running shoulder block. He gets a one count. Umaga rushes Cena again, so Cena drops down and grabs the top rope and Umaga spills to the outside. Nitro comes in and tackles Cena and hits him with some right hands until Cena flips Nitro off him. Cena follows that up with a clothesline and then another clothesline and a suplex. Cena then throws Nitro into a corner post. Cena turns around only to get hit with a Samoan drop from Umaga. The crowd chants Cena. Umaga drags Cena over to the corner and goes to do a version of the bonsai drop on Cena who gets his knees up. Nitro comes in and Cena hits him with a clothesline. Cena then grabs Coach and brings him in. He then brings Estrada in. Another clothesline to Nitro to knock him back down. Cena then grabs Coach and hits him with a big right hand. He then hits a drop toe hold to Umaga and gets the STFU on. Estrada comes in with a chair. Cena kicks him and gets the chair and hits Umaga in the head with it to get disqualified. Umaga doesn't go down from the chair shot. Another chair shot to Umaga. He falls out of the ring and lands on his feet. Nitro tries to attack Cena and gets hit with an FU. Coach then gets an FU. Cena then goes outside and grabs K-Fed and throws him into the ring. He hits K-Fed with an FU. Cena then grabs the WWE Championship and points at it while screaming at Umaga, who Estrada is holding back on the top of the ramp. Cena then holds the WWE Championship up high. They replay what happened before signing off from Miami. Final thoughts. This was interesting. The Federline stuff was to bring in viewers on a high-profile and busy TV night. They do a good job setting up New Year's Revolution, but I would rather watch that than this. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. 
The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 